It's time for episode 266 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, November 7th, 2018. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that is like this cookie I just split with you, half hours. I'm your co-host, Dan Warren, and I am joined by my co-host and good friend, Mr. Micah Sargent. How you doing today, Micah? Oh, this snickerdoodle cookie really, really is tasty, so I appreciate it. I'm glad. Our uh, our listeners will just have to remember to click to accept cookies, just so. <laughs> uh, I hate everything this morning. This is all Welcome bad, to the I... show. As always, this is the tech show where we talk about four tech topics with two fantastic guests. To my left, my very good friend, former colleague at Macworld and tech reporter at CNN, Heather Kelly's back. Hi, Heather. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. We are so delighted to have you here. And to my left is host of Analog right here on Relay FM, host of a little show called the Accidental uh, is it Tooth, Tooth Podcast. Uh, it is Casey Liss. Hello, Casey. Hello. How are you guys? Just swell. Happy to have you here. The pleasure is all mine. Indeed it is. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll kick things off today with the first of our topics. Uh, Apple has released new versions of the MacBook Air and Mac Mini 2 products that we pretty much thought might be dead. So my question for you is now that everything old is new again, what is a tech product from Apple or from some other company that you would like to see a brand new version of? Heather? Okay, I was going to try and think of another company, but I got nothing there. So I would like to bring back the clamshell MacBook. Um, Um. I mean, I just, I would like a little joy in my laptop again, a little color, some fun. Um, And that was like one of the last times I remember being truly, truly happy. So I just, I want to, I want to bring it back. I want them to, like they did with the little, the the iPhone XR, you know, just, just put a little color on there. That, that's it. That, and maybe a beeper, I think. Oh, (laughs) I like you say that was the last time you were truly happy. And I'm like, I'm thinking of the, the your two delightful children I see pictures of on Instagram. I'm like, yeah, whatever, those guys. I mean, they're okay. But yeah, they're fine. They're no, they're no clamshell eye book. Yeah. They don't, they don't flowers come in on fun them. colors, right? Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Uh, for me, I think I would love to see someone rethink the record player. Uh, I don't care what company it is. I would just, I, I just got a new record player. Hi, Casey. And, um, it's, it's nice, but it's like, it's a record player, but also more importantly, it plays, you know, it's a Bluetooth speaker. It plays CDs, da, 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 da. And I think that there's like, there's a, there's an opportunity for innovation in this very, well, no, I shouldn't say very old technology, but older technology to do some fun stuff with like the way that a record player is set up and how the needle works and all of that kind of stuff. And so I'd love to see someone try something new and interesting with that because as long as millennials are around and we are obsessed with uh, retro stuff, the record player is not going anywhere and we're going to keep buying our favorite albums as uh, as vinyl. So we might as well do something fun and new with, with the record player. Casey, what about you? You see, listeners, the trouble with doing this show is if you're not first, somebody takes an answer that maybe (laughs) you didn't even think of. You might not have even thought of it, but you realize, wow, that answer is way better than my answer. 
So thanks, Micah. I missed you too. <laughs> um, in any case, I think for me, I would love to see, and I can't believe I'm saying this because I always thought it was so bananas how worked up John Syracuse got about this, but I would love to see an Apple cinema display because now with the new iPads, um, it, it's it's possible to use an external display. I mean, it always has been, but it's theoretically easier to use an external display, uh, perhaps without any sort of dongles, just a single cable. And I feel like it would be nice to have more than like three obscure options for displays mm-hmm. that'll work with an iPad over USB-C. And certainly I am not as bothered by odd bezels and weird, you know, like logos all over the front of a computer monitor, but I'm sure an Apple one would not only have a really crisp display panel, but also just look great. And so I would love to see the cinema display come back. I think that would be cool. Well, I'm glad Micah didn't take mine. I was going to say, I want to really bring back the wax cylinder. I just feel like Thomas Edison really perfected <laughs> audio technology. Uh, yeah, they, they reinvented the record player, Mike. It was called an iPod. And then that, that went out of business. <laughs> Tough anyway, Tough now that crap. I've opened myself up for endless criticism, uh, I'm going to pick uh, another Apple product that died not too long ago that I would love to see a refresh of. And that is the airport line of Wi-Fi routers. I love my airport extreme, which is now like seven or eight years old and it's starting to get to the point where it's fallen apart and i'm gonna have to get a new new router and i just i always loved how well apple's routers worked they were super user friendly uh you can manage them from an app mine was just in it's bulletproof i've had it for like seven or eight years and it has never let me down uh and the only now that like sort of technology is starting finally starting to outpace it a bit and uh you know i feel like it's maybe not up to the task of the myriad of wi-fi enabled devices in my house i'm starting to think that i might need to upgrade but i'm very sad that there isn't an, an apple option for that so i i wish they would bring back the uh the airport line with some of that new fancy new mesh networking stuff all the kids are talking about these days but i think i will be disappointed Anyways, thanks all for your answers about that. Let's move on to our second topic, which comes from Heather. And this is almost kind of the opposite of that one. Instead of like a tech I want to bring back, it's something I want to die. And it's the dongle. <laughs> um, I recently got a new MacBook right before the MacBook Air was announced because that's now how I roll. And I'm, I'm kind of in, in, I don't know if we can curse. I'm in dongle heck, if you will. Um, and I'm curious, like how, what is your dongle situation right now? Um, do you like keep them in your pockets all the time? What are you using? And do you think this is going to be forever or is there like, is there going to be an end to dongle madness? So I have this special lining that I get sewn into every coat and (laughs) it just has all of my dongles in it. So I could just like flip open the coat and say, okay, well, let's see what, no, I don't. Um, I am still rocking a, what is it, uh, about this Mac, a, mid 2015 retina 15-inch MacBook Pro uh which is old school and therefore is not as in dongle madness as our more modern devices um I have an iPad Pro that still has a headphone jack and so really where my my dongle madness comes into play is with the iPhone and that's very rare because typically I just use either the speaker that's built into uh, the iPhone or some sort of external listening device uh, that that doesn't require me to to plug in and use that dongle. So when 
I do on the rare occasion need some sort of dongle for something. Uh, it, it goes in, it goes in my bag or it's in a drawer somewhere and I have to go looking for it. So I think that I'm still living that, uh, privileged retro life, if you will, where I haven't upgraded my tech enough to require dongles and Unlike Skype, which I have updated and have gotten used to, uh, I'm still blissfully unaware of the future and happily living in that space. <laughs> Casey, what about you? So my computing life did get ever so slightly worse when I uh, entered Dongletown, and the population is getting ever bigger as time goes on. But I... A few years ago, I decided to put together a pack of cables and dongles and things of that nature that would that would always live together, and I would never use those cables anywhere else. And that would be my go pack, as I call it. And I, whenever I travel somewhere, as I'm actually doing tomorrow, coincidentally, I would take that go pack, and it would have all my chargers, all my cables, all my dongles, etc. And I actually just put a post on my website about this. We'll put it in the show notes. And suffice it to say, um, I do have a handful of dongles in there, and. The ones that I find myself using are a um, HDMI, USB-A, and USB-C power-in dongle from Apple, which was like $80 or something like that, which is obscene. And I also have a, a USB-C SD card reader for my big camera. And those are the only two that I consider really essential. I have a couple others I, I carry with me. I have a USB to Ethernet adapter, and I have a Lightning to HDMI adapter, which is also like 50 bucks. But that's really it for my day-to-day -day use. And I am also on the 12-inch uh, MacBook Adorable, as I call it. I do have plenty of other cables and things that are, you know, for my Apple Watch or, you know, my, my iPhones to charge and USB extensions and so on and so forth. But really, in terms of just straight-up dongles, it's just an HDMI uh, out and SD reader, and that's about it. So although I don't like living in Dongletown or Dongleton, if your name is Mike Hurley, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I also don't find it to be that the weather here isn't as bad as it seems to be to everyone else <laughs> yeah uh i i think probably like a combination of casey and micah i have not ended up being as afflicted with the dongle the dongle situation that sounds like a terrible album um i <laughs> i use um i do carry on because i've got an iphone 10s so i do carry around when i'm traveling a uh, lightning to uh, headphone jack just in case something goes wrong but i mainly use bluetooth headphones these days so i've kind of weaned myself off that the other little dongle that I find hilarious is the one I have that little connector to charge the old Apple pencil because it was like the, the double-sided lightning connector. Um, so I used to carry that around because it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna like lose this to, like terribly someday. But now they've gotten rid of the need for that with the new Apple pencil and the new iPad. So I think that's kind of the direction things are going in. You know, I think right now we're in this really weird transition period because things like USB hung on USB A slash micro USB, that kind of stuff hung on so long um, that there's a huge cost to changing stuff over to a newer, uh, you know, more standardized connector. And I'm hoping that USB C gets there eventually, at least before it's superseded by something else. Um, but I'm also hopeful that the advances in wireless technology have meant fewer needs for a lot of these things. So, like the new Apple Pencil being a great example of that, like you don't need a dongle, you just magnetically attach it to the new ipad and it charges and pairs and all of that good stuff so i'm kind of hopeful that that's the way things are going um with inductive charging on iphones and the like as well you know maybe less of a worry about carrying power cables and that kind of stuff but i think right now we are in the, the like the most thriving era of dongle town and i'm hopeful that the population will begin declining soon <laughs> <laughs> 
I've never heard the word dongle so much in my life. Um, <laughs> I have regrets. So I, I actually, I've, I'm, I caused my own pain because I refuse to have um, like wireless uh, headphones. I think the Apple ones look like broken off Q-tips and I, I judge people. Um, so everywhere I go and work and every purse I have, I have the, um, the lightning to headphone adapter. I don't know how I've gotten so many. I maybe stole them from some people and I'm sorry. Um, but I, I have to stash them everywhere because I go between, you know, my computer and the new MacBook just cracks me up. Of course, I still have to use the old um, headphone port. There's not a lightning port on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that that haunts me. But I, I think the answer to that is eventually just giving in and putting the little Q-tip things in my ears, right? <laughs> Join. Uh, no. <laughs> That's the worry. All right, that is two topics down, two topics to go, which of course means it's halftime here at Clockwise. And this week's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Linode. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at $5 a month. And you'll be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. Linode offers industry-leading performance with native SSD storage, a 40 gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors. They now have 10 data centers spread all across the world, meaning you can serve your customers even quicker than before. They have an API that allows you to easily automate tasks or develop custom applications in the cloud, and everything is manageable via your good old friend, the command line. All of Linode's pricing tiers feature hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plants and add-on services like backups and node balancers. Linode is great for a variety of tasks, including hosting large databases, running mail servers, operating a VPN, so much more. And they're hiring right now. And if that interests you, just go to linode.com slash careers. Like I said up top, Linode has fantastic pricing options available. Their plan started a gigabyte of RAM for only $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. And as a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash clockwise, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll get $20 towards any Linode plan. And on that one gigabyte of RAM plan, that's four free months. With a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's absolutely nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash clockwise to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit, or use the promo code clockwise2018 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. Halftime is over. Micah, what do you got for us? I am curious, how did tech help or hinder your voting in the midterm elections? Casey, we'll start with you. You know, I don't have a great answer for this. I don't think it really did either. It, it In general, my experience was just like it was before. Now, the the kind of latent message here is that I didn't participate in canvassing or doing any of the things I should have been doing, um, but... In terms of just going and voting, uh, I'm in in Central Virginia, and really, it was fine. I mean, we still use paper ballots that are scanned by a computer, but there's a record of each person's vote, which I kind of like a lot. And so, uh, yeah, it was really no difference for me whatsoever, surprisingly. Yeah, my story is probably a lot like Casey. I mean, I think technology was helpful to me insofar as there are so many resources dedicated Mm -hmm. to helping people make sure that they do vote. So making it easy to find your polling place or easy to look at a sample version of your ballot, you know, that like figure out hours, all that jazz. Like, so technology really helps that in making it more accessible and making it easy to find out, at least in Massachusetts where I am, the information I needed to make voting happen. I voted early and like Casey, like our setup was a, you know, you fill out little, little Scantron sheets, like doing multiple choice tests back in high school. Uh, and, and that was basically it. I didn't have to wait in line. So it wasn't like I had to like, like pull out my iPhone and like read a bunch of stuff while I was waiting in line or anything. Uh, and, you know, as far as 
you know, tracking the actual election returns, I feel like, uh, you know, <laughs> that had its ups and downs where technology is concerned. <laughs> Sometimes you kind of just need to unplug and let stuff happen. So, yeah, I wouldn't say it particularly hindered me, and it, it certainly helped a little bit, but I, I don't think it had a big impact on my voting experience. I um, I, I think the, the best technology for my voting experience was tabs in my browser. So I had like 15 <laughs> different voter guys all open, and I was looking and trying to compare them. Um. And then my husband does a mail-in ballot, so we, we filled out his together, and we agreed on, I think, everything. And I took pictures of his ballot, and then I looked at those in the voting booth on my phone, and I copied it onto my ballot. Um, and then here in San Francisco, we have the greatest thing ever. Um, we have a live stream of the elections headquarters where they're counting votes, and it is the most Ooh, boring fun. live stream I've ever seen. <laughs> It's like four people and some pizza and Coca-Cola, and they don't really move that much. Um, and I like to keep that open because I find it very soothing on election nights. And that that's kind of my favorite. Uh, so, yeah, I, I maybe should have been a little bit clearer with my question because uh, Dan, well, Dan and Heather, I think you really uh, picked up on it. But I'm sorry, Casey, I think I uh, got that messed up there. Basically, I was curious, you know, leading up to the elections, um, for me, I was able to look at a sample ballot, of course, and see that and, and, and figure out, um, you know, the comparison. There are a lot of cool resources out there. If you can find some that aren't, you know, swaying one way or the other, a lot of cool resources out there that help you figure out, okay, if I say yes to this, what does it mean? If I say mm -hmm. no to this, what does it mean? It helps you figure out, you know, circuit court judges and all sorts of things. And that was very helpful for me leading up to it. And also while I was in the uh, ballot uh, area, while I was in my polling place, because I had forgotten a few things. And so I was able to pop up on my phone. Now, interestingly, for some reason, I had no signal inside of this Catholic church, but <laughs> the, the, the thing that I was using had already preloaded all of the information in this uh, graph or in this, in this table. And so I was able to see everything which made me really happy i you know didn't accidentally choose uh the wrong candidate for some judge spot or what have you um it also helped i think a lot of folks get registered this year it helped a lot of folks um get again get get informed and know where their polling place was and all sorts of things and i saw that there was even a uh service that was going around and delivering pizza to folks mm, who were yeah, still waiting in line. So in that way, I think that tech was a big help. But yes, certainly, uh, tech seemed to be a bit of a hindrance in the time afterward. Uh, my boyfriend is currently in Australia and was watching everything going down from there. And it was kind of funny. I was like, I'm just gonna wait until tomorrow morning to figure out sort of what has happened because right now it's so back and forth yeah then i didn't wait till tomorrow morning i watched everything as it was coming in and 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 you know watched how it all changed so i think that <laughs> it can raise our anxieties as well uh thank you all for your answers on that question and now we go to the final topic which comes from casey liss yeah, so I was wondering, what's the most recent or maybe the most passionate long-held opinion that you've reversed? Maybe it's, you know, a product that you poo-pooed and then realized, oh, actually, this is pretty awesome. Or maybe you finally came to terms with, I don't know, how backing into parking spots is the one true way. Don't at me. Uh, oh, so is there something, is there something, Dan, that you've kind of flip-flopped on that o over time you realized, you know, I might have gotten that one wrong? 
You know, the first thing that came to mind when I saw this question was, um, for me, desktop computers. Um, I was a, like, I had a Power Mac G3 back in college, and then I had a laptop, and for a long time I was laptop only, and I just, you know, was very comfortable with having one Mac, and it was, I took it wherever I went, and I went through several different MacBooks, and it wasn't until a couple years into my tenure at Macworld that I, like, actually had a desktop iMac, and... In the years since, like, I've found it so indispensable for my work, especially last year I upgraded to a 27-inch one, one of the new 5K models, and for doing some of the audio editing work I do, and just, like, having that huge expanse of a screen in front of me, I really love it, and I, I felt like, you know, there was an era where desktop computers, like, that's so old school, right, being tied down to a desk, you should have your, your laptop, all the hot new stuff is coming in the mobile area, iPads and iPhones and all that, but I really like having my my iMac on my desk and I, I didn't think I would continue to be a desktop computing user and that has surprised me so yeah there you go um let's see. I think after this conversation the answer will be uh wireless headphones uh, on about 20 <laughs> minutes on that. um I, I had a hard time thinking of things for this which makes me think maybe I'm a little too stubborn about absolutely everything um but I will say I I recently gave in to I have a standing desk at work and I've been there many many years and I've never actually made it stand um, and I did it recently and I was like, oh, this is amazing. I can just stand and type and I'm not in pain. Um, everybody should stand and type. Maybe I'll get one of those treadmills for underneath next. Uh, so that, that is my most recent and one of the few opinions I've ever gone back on. <laughs> uh, for me, it is absolutely wireless. And yes, Casey, that's list charging. Nice. Uh, wireless charging, I used to be so annoyed by because of the way that it's described as wireless charging when, in fact, the charging pad has a wire that plugs into the wall. Um, I thought that it was silly because you couldn't use your device while it's charging, although some people will shudder at the idea of having the cord plugged in and, and using your device while that's going on. I never did shudder at that, but I did shudder at not being able to use my device while it was charging. Now I've got charging pads in every room. My car <laughs> has a charging pad mount. I would get one attached to my arm surgically if I could. No, <laughs> I think that wireless charging is awesome. And I have even pondered the idea. They've got these until the, um, the new <laughs> AirPods case comes out. They have this cool thing where you can sort of slip it onto the AirPods case and it makes it uh, capable of being wirelessly charged. And I think that's pretty fancy and fantastic. And right now I've got an iPhone sitting on a wireless charger and I've got a charging bank that can sit on a wireless charger and charge as well from Mophie. And I think that's pretty doggone neat. So uh, people used to, anytime someone brought up wireless charging, I would get looks from people like, oh goodness, what's Micah going to say about wireless charging? But now I'm like, I'm pro, pro wireless charging. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. <laughs> You know, I think I agree with all three of these, uh, particularly Dan with the desktop computer thing, because I'm speaking to you on a 27-inch iMac, and I had had years of, of only using laptops and didn't think I would ever want to have something tethered to the desk again, and, and here I am, and I love this thing. But for me, uh, I think the, the best example I can think of in myself is the iPad, which I loved at first and then fell deeply out of love with. And I actually, about an hour and a half ago, just bought a brand new iPad Pro, 11-inch <laughs> uh, with uh, the keyboard folio thing. I haven't bought a pencil yet because I'm not really much of an artist. We'll see if I cave on that as well. But I think that 
this new iPad looks tremendous and I haven't had enough time with it to be able to tell you if this is just gadget lust or if this is real true love, but having a keyboard on it will be great because I've never had an iPad Pro before. I've, my, la- my most recent iPad is the iPad mini, which is like ancient at this point. And so I'm really looking forward to trying to embrace the iPad lifestyle, which I've been pretty, pretty vehemently poo-pooing for the last couple of years. So we'll see how that goes. All right. That is our last topic. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. But first, let me tell you about our other sponsor today. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by our friends at Text Expander from Smile. Text Expander multiplies your team's productivity by making up-to-date shared knowledge available instantly. When you use Text Expander, all of your team's common responses are accessible and searchable through simple abbreviations and keyboard shortcuts. They're written and edited by your best writers, and they're available on multiple platforms, macOS, iOS, Windows, and the web. Just create the snippets for the things you type or copy and paste all the time. If you're on a team, Text Expander will change the way you work and leave you more time for what you do best. And for bigger teams, Text Expander supports single sign-on and grouping accounts, which makes getting set up a breeze. Text Expander is great for writers, sale teams, teachers, lawyers, and more. And you can find tips related to your industry by searching for the Text Expander blog. Text Expander can save you so much time, you, sh- you shouldn't put it off any longer. Go to TextExpander.com slash podcast right now to learn more. That's TextExpander.com slash podcast. Our thanks to Text Expander for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. And now this week's bonus topic. Are you a hat person, Heather? <laughs> I wasn't, but I'm going to turn 40 soon, and I'm just, like, going to get older and eventually die, and I thought I should start wearing a lot of sun hats, so I am <laughs> Oh, golly, I love this show. Um, I I am not, not a hat person, but I'm not particularly a hat person. In the fall and winter, I love wearing stocking caps, um, for sure. So, I guess, yes right now, but no usually. Casey, what about you? Uh, When I was younger, I would say like late elementary school, middle school, I always had a baseball cap style hat, typically a uh, Chicago Bulls hat. I was really into the NBA at the time because guess what? I lived right around Chicago and that was when Michael Jordan was still good. And so I used to wear that all the time when I was a kid, really went away from hats ever since. But kind of in the vein of what Heather was saying, you know, I'm I am quickly approaching my late 30s and I really am just counting down the time until I can wear what I have just discovered is called a flat cap and I discovered that by doing a search for old man hat. And I feel like I swear to you that's how I got to this Wikipedia page for flat cap. I feel like I really want to be able to rock one of these and I like to think that I can't right now that I'm not old enough and probably my hair is too poofy as it is, but I aspire to be old enough to non-ironically rock a flat cap. And I think my time is coming. The, the thing with flat caps is either you have to be really old or you have to be selling newspapers in the early 1900s. And that's pretty <laughs> much your only option. It's very true. Extra, extra. When I was a kid, I loved hats. I had like, I collected hats. I had all these different hats. And then I stopped wearing them for a long time. And then, of course, when I was in my early 20s, I started losing my hair. And nothing will get you to adopt hats faster than losing your hair in your early 20s. <laughs> so anybody who's seen a picture of me on Twitter of my avatar there whatever knows i i often wear a red socks cap i don't wear one as much in the winter i prefer like a you know a knit cap like micah was saying um yeah no i feel like i you do have to get older maybe part of it is just not caring about like what people make fun of you for wearing terrible hats when you get older (laughs) it's just like you know just need something to put on my head i guess so thanks for these ideas uh i'm definitely going to go out and find myself a flat cap i think i had one when i was a kid don't wear it backwards though casey totally pulled off don't wear it backwards that's all i'm saying all right (laughs) that's the that's the end of our show uh all that remains is to thank our wonderful guest this week heather kelly thank you so much for being here it was a hoot 
<laughs> and Casey List, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you as always. And Micah, let us don our hats and, and ride off into the sunset until next week. And until then, we remind you, our listeners out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Mm, this is a good cookie. <laughs>